Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. So, yeah. I want to go ahead. We're at the halfway here, Mark. Here, I want to go ahead and just re-welcome everybody that's in the show here. Uh, who all do we got now? We've got Cindy, Jelly, Jake, Eric, Shelby. We've got Karate Jane, Miss Melody, Alexa. Hi, Mrs. Dials. Welcome in. Preaching and breaching. Al, what's up, dude? We've got Rifle. We've got uh, W. Pappy. What's up, dude? Safe Prep. Kate, just a minute, too. Solid Blue. How are you? And uh, Zakes uh, VGT something. Welcome in, man. Haven't seen you here before. Uh, we got you rap something. Welcome in. Crucible, the natural man. What's going on, dude? Angela and American Honey and Redneck Rambler. Welcome in, everybody. We are now in the second half of the show here. So if you're uh, listening to this downloaded online, you're going to have another 45 minutes of us bantering back and forth about things that don't really matter to anybody else but us. Um, <laughs> welcome in. So, uh, guys, I have noticed an uptick in downloads with these, with these going up in two parts. Um, it seems like we're holding people's attention a little bit better. It, it seems like the, when you go on here and you look at the length of time, listen, uh, guys, long shows don't do well. They, they just don't, uh, people get bored after the 35 minute mark typically, and then they fall off. Right. And then they they never go back and listen to the last you know hour or the last forty minutes. They they just don't. So we try to break these up and keep these short and sweet for you online, and try to get two parts to go up very close to one another. Uh, therefore, you're not missing a lot of the a lot of the action. And I've been trying to keep up with the chats a little bit tonight, uh, a little bit better than normal. I've really been neglecting the chats lately. Um, why I don't listen to Meat Hunter, I don't understand. I'm paying attention, still at work. Gotcha, Cindy. Uh, da, da, da. okay, everybody. Safe Prep asked, asked a question about um, my opinion on it. Was up here. Hang on just one second here. I saw it. I saw it, Safe Prep. I, I promise I did, but I was, I was all in my moment there. Well, as Jake's um, as Jake's looking for that, guys, you know, if you are listening to this on on Apple or Spotify or Castbox or wherever you're listening to it, we do these live shows every Monday, six p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you ever wanted to join in one of these shows, we we allow Collins at the end of the show. If you wanted to participate in the chat, be more involved with the show, you can absolutely get the Podbean app and you could come in and you could join us in these lives. I know the lives aren't everybody's cup of tea. But a lot of people like getting in here and conversating back and forth in the live chat. And we've had over 300. Uh, we've got about 350 probably chats that have taken place now since the live show has been going. So it gets it gets pretty chatty in here uh, from time to time. Nothing wrong uh, with that, though. No, no, it's great. I love it. It means you got a good group of people around you, man. That's a good thing. 
Absolutely. So did you find Mr. Safe Prep's comment? Yeah, he was asking my thoughts on the severity of the recession. Hmm. Well, let me let me get your thoughts on it first if you have if you have a few. Oh, I do. I have a lot of more than a few. So the severity of this recession, if if we want to call it a recession, I feel like it's going to be worse. Uh, it, it's definitely on the way. And we're seeing right now, we're seeing repossessions happen. We're seeing interest rates go up. We're seeing people not be able to afford the cost of food. There, There's a lot of things weighing against us when it comes to a recession. Um, I, I said this before that I think, you know, we were going to get through the holidays, which we did. And I think that this is really going to start hitting us around tax time. That's what I think is going to happen And every. And I got to tell you, I've talked to people in, in different, you know, realms of, of, jobs and I, I always go to the realtors because I got a couple of realtor friends and I'm always asking them, what do you think the market's going to do? Oh, it's going to be fine. It's not going to, it's not going to crash another five years. Last summer I had a, I had a conversation with my one, one, excuse me, one of my realtor friends telling me this, it's not going to crash for another five years. It might start crashing, but you're not going to feel the effects of it for five years. I went back to him a couple months later. I was like, dude, so what do you think about this, uh, this, this recession that's coming out of this? He's like, well, we're, we're about to see a lot of repossessions. I was like, oh, I was telling you that over the summer. He's like, yeah, I know. He says, I didn't think it was going to happen this quick. So foreclosure rates are skyrocketing. Um, that That's number one, which means people are being displaced. Uh, jobs are very, it, the job market is, is something like I've never seen before because you got people that are hiring everywhere, but they don't want anybody to work. And I don't, I don't know what that means. Um, I don't know if it's like some kind of corporate, thing or what but i see hiring signs everywhere and people are getting hired on and their turnover rates are extremely high and it's not and, and it's it, because they're shit canning everybody right there's mass layoffs coming amazon just said they're going to lay off eighteen thousand people i believe um and a lot of people have become extremely dependent on online shopping and amazon right and I, I see this big hike. Now, this is something you guys got to think about. Every year around the holidays, a lot of these companies go out and they hire people to, to keep up with demand, right? So Amazon will bring in extra drivers for the holidays because they know that's their busy season. Walmart will bring in extra cashiers because they know they're busy. And then all these people get displaced after the holidays. It's absolutely disgusting. Um, I, I absolutely hate it. It's like they use these people when they need them and then fuck them when they don't, right? Hmm. Um, I, I, I hate it. It's, it's another reason I can't stand the holidays with all the commercialism. Um, but I think the recession is going to be very severe. And I think that a lot of people, it's not going to be a situation of, do we buy a new car this year? I think there's going to be a lot of situations people are making within their homes. Like, can we afford the gas to get to Walmart or do we have to go to the dollar general down the road? Right. Can we afford to buy bounty paper towels or do we have to buy great value brand paper towels? This is where I, I see everybody having to start modify their lives just to keep up with the cost of things that are coming. That's my you're rant. very right about that. <laughs> I think you're very right about that. So for those of you who are listening, um, I if, if you know me, you know me well enough to know I never name drop and I'm not ever going to. But I have I have friends who are I have I have some very if I told you some of my friends who I talk to on a regular basis, it would blow your mind. It would, you'd be like, what are you kidding me? Um, so I, I have friends who are also in real estate um, that are very, I, I would call them moguls because they are. They're just, they're on top of it. Um, 
and I've talked to them several times and I've asked the same questions that jesters asked them about foreclosure rates, about repossession rates, about whatever rates. And so far from what I can determine from people who are doing millions upon millions of dollars um, in sales uh, with real estate, um, you know, I asked the same question, how are the foreclosure rates? They're up and they're starting to go up is the answer. And they're gonna keep going up. And I've said, I, I've brought my questions to people who do this as a career and are very, very successful at it. And I said, this is my thought. You know, uh, I've had this conversation on my lives before. Some of you have heard me say this, that we can't just continue to print money just all willy-nilly and expect there to not be a repercussion for it. And it, this pairs with us sending money to other places. And this pairs with us just giving away debt-free with no repercussions. It's not a loan. It's, it's a gift. It, it's not going to be written off. They're just printing more and just giving it away. It's a two-part problem because not only do you increase the debt, but you also devalue the dollar. And when you begin to print money in the millions and billions of dollars, all you're doing is you're just increasing the debt and you're making it cost more because your dollar spends less. It has less buying power. And two years ago when this first started happening, your $100 was worth about 91. And now that's less. Your $100 is worth about $84, probably less even now. So you can't make your $100 spend like you could, which is why you see gas prices up, which is why you see groceries up, which is why you see the cost of everything going up. It is severely inflated. This is a similar thing that happened in other places just before a depression hit or just before a war started. Now, again, let's go back to what I said about, I just practiced my discernment and I look at the patterns based on the information given to me and realize that I just said two very important things, that this is typically, but not always, what happens before a depression hits or a war begins. Do you see where I'm going with this? So please take that into discernment. Don't take it as 100% truth. Take that information and do your research. Do not jump to conclusions. I don't try to fear monger. That's not the point. The point is the important information is there for you to take and gather. But from the real estate people, I say everything has to correct, correct? And they say, yes, absolutely. And I said, so places, uh, properties were completely inflated this last couple of years. You know, a house that you would normally spend 250 on costs you 350. What happens when everything corrects and these people go to sell? Are they going to be out way bad? And they said, yes, absolutely. It has to balance out. And typically when you have that balancing act take place, if your prices are skyrocket high, they also have to bottom out low and then you get a balance. So whatever you spent 350 on is going to be worth 150, 175 and then it's gonna balance out. Now is not a good time to buy, now is a good time to sell if you already own. But the problem is, what are you gonna buy? You're gonna get screwed. Hey preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. 
Right. I just I just had this conversation with my father in law. He he's he, so he doesn't understand my my lifestyle of wanting to be in the woods and do hillbilly shit. He doesn't he doesn't get it. He doesn't understand the the prepper side of things. He just it, it just eludes him. He doesn't comprehend it. He doesn't have to. Right. He doesn't. And he is forever on my ass. You need to live like a normal person. You need to sell all this stuff and just be at a normal house somewhere and make a hundred thousand a year and just live your life. And I'm like, that's not what I want. It's, it's not what I want at all. And he's sitting there telling me, Oh, there's a house right down the road for $400,000. It's, it's nice. And I'm like, it's, it's not. And it sold like 10 years ago for, I don't know, 40 grand. Um, I don't want that house, <laughs> but no, uh, I've been, I've been seeing, I I've been seeing a lot of these houses just skyrocket and like, I, you know, every once in a while I get on Zillow or I'll go check some of the realtor websites just to see what's going on. And I've been watching a steady decline in, uh, the housing market since about October. Um, and I've been seeing a lot of houses come down some as much as $50,000 since October, November, as far as their prices go. So if, if they're, if they're going to be like, you know what, we're going to cut 50 grand off this because this house isn't moving. Um, that's a pretty big chunk, right? And this, yeah, it's a huge chunk. Imagine taking 50 grand off the value of your house just to sell it. Yeah. <clears throat> Doesn't that tell you how worthless your money is? It does well, to me. Okay, so I'm I'm thinking, you know, for somebody to take fifty grand off a house, Jake, we bought my wife and I bought our first house together. It was it was like fifty eight grand in 2012, 2013. I can't. I think it was fall of twenty twelve. Um, or no, I'm sorry, far, fall of twenty thirteen. Uh, and it's like we got it for fifty eight grand. It was a little bit of a fixer upper and needed some work, but it was a whole ass house, right? Yeah, yeah. And and I mean, I'm I'm just thinking in my head that was ten years ago. That's not that far. That's not that long ago, man. And I'm watching people buy vehicles for these price for that kind of a price. And I'm like, how? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's a big problem in, in the United States is the overspending and the, and the debt, the debt to income ratio. Um, it's, it's completely skewed in the wrong way. And I don't, I don't know if some people will freak out. No one in, in some places where people live, Mr. T says he lives in Arizona. Um, this will probably blow your mind in, in places where things are more expensive. But um, we, I'll be totally transparent. We got our house for 29000 And you saw the work I was doing on it. Um, it's going to take a lot of work. But in, in this market, we got it for twenty nine k. And, you know, the idea for us is, is to, to make that money back. It's, it's an investment. That's what we're investing our money in. We're not going to live here forever. Um, I'm I'm very very confident we made the right move, especially in, in the way the market is and as unbalanced as it is. We we did that for a reason, and you know I discussed it with with Alexa, you know, back and forth, and um, you know I said here's why I think we need to buy this property and not buy new. We need to buy an existing property. And yeah, it's going to need some work, but ultimately it's going to cost us a lot less and we're going to make a lot more in the long run. And we're not going to be out when things balance out because it's not something completely out of our wheelhouse at all because it's super cheap. It's a matter of fact, it's completely underneath our wheelhouse and probably for most people's wheelhouses is way under. Um, and we did that for a reason. It was a smart move and it was a smart buy and it's super safe and we can pay it off really quick and we can super afford it. Um, we, we didn't want to take any chances. Um, 
but we're not going to go out and buy a brand new home or a, a 10 or 15 year old home and spend, you know, 300,000 when we can do the same and add the extra work. So, uh, you know, immediately we started doing work and, and, you know, it, it pre-appraised after we bought it and did some work on it, um, uh, for like 42. I mean, we've, we've made our money back and we, now we have extra to play with. So we're not, we're not going to be screwed. And that's, it was all prep work to, to prepare for, you know, the recession that we're already currently in, even though you can find video after video of dis and misinformation of, of your white house telling you that we're not in a recession or anything like that. We're in a full on recession and it's time for us to just accept that and handle that situation before it becomes a full on depression because we're slowly creeping up to the door of depression and getting ready to knock on it. And if things don't change, and if we don't stop the things that we're doing, you're gonna find out it's gonna be really tough. And, and the setup for this TV show is to go completely red and vote a Republican president in. So then when things fall and crumble, you can blame the red side. And this is the problem that when people pick and choose sides, they'll say, oh yeah, Democrats are the most unified and they have all the plans. True, they do but it's all done as a collective. One side's got to look good. One side's got to look bad. That blue side, they do have a lot of plans. They're more unified on, on the surface. It seems like it, whether you want to agree with it or not, and whether they agree with each other or not, they do everything in unison. And that's why it works, unfortunately. But the plan is to set up that trap. So when red starts to move in or you have your red wave, that's when everything falls. So then people who are who are just red bleeding and they have all these issues. Well, I can't afford my house. My mortgage is up. I didn't get an APR. So now my $450 mortgage is now $1,200. I'm out on the streets because of you, President Trump or DeSantis or whomever. They will blame the immediate person not realizing that this, this has been a setup longer than four years prior. It's been, it's longer than that. This is, this is a long trend. This is a very long running reality show that we're all living. The problem is we're affected by it and we're living in it, and it's it's mostly a TV show. No, I mean, I, I I get that. I see that. I know a lot of people don't, though. Um, And, I mean, I'm kind of preaching that on the regular. So, guys, it is at that point where we, we are going to allow some call-ins here. I'd like to get some fresh faces on the panel, though, uh, some people that don't typically call in all the time. And I know I see safe prep floating around out there. I see solid floating around out there. Uh, I'd love to get the two of them up here if possible. I don't know what they have going on, um, but I want to get some fresh voices in here, man. Um, we get the same people sure. that that call in every week. I want to get some new people up here. What's I, up? I just I saw very BP much encourage new people. Yes, encourage new people to call in. Um, let's see here. Who all we got in here? We got just kind of going back to also natural man. I mean, if you'd want to call in. Uh, natural man, uh, there is someone that's been trying to track you down. Big Daddy Al, if you're in here, that is the natural man that uh, you've been hearing about there in the chats. Maybe you guys should give each other a follow here. Check out uh, what Al's got going on over there. I think Al might want to have you on his show at some point. And you're also more than welcome to call in here. Um, let's see who else we got here. Um, safe prep, whatever, dude. Don't call in. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever, dude. You had your opportunity safe prep and you blew it. Um, anyway, but as we're waiting on some people to, you know, maybe hit that button or 
not oh i follow today on clapper there you go so yeah natural man definitely give, give him a call back too uh anyway so no headset gotcha uh so to go back into the into this housing thing guys i mean i I've, I've been seeing it. I've been seeing a lot of people go upside down and become house poor. And even before the market like really, really took off, I saw my brother um, purchase a house and uh, I was, I knew what he, in, if he would have purchased it now in the market he's in now, it would have been absolutely horrible. But I feel like he overpaid when he got it. Um, he bought this house right before 2020 and like when the market started to pick back up again. And I, I, he paid, I want to say by the time it's done finance and everything else, I want to say he's going to be in it for about 320,000. And it is just a small, um, two, two, like a, a pretty small two, two. And I'm just like, dude, uh, and it was, but it was their first house. They were really excited. So I think that kind of took over, um, what, what, you know, like their focus, like this is my girlfriend and i's first home we're buying together and, and i'm like uh i'm just kind of cringing Somebody at the price took advantage of them yeah maybe i mean given the he he kept saying like you know the area we're in the area we're in it's you know it's worth it for the area we're in and i'm like on zillow kind of going around you know the different neighborhoods and stuff and i'm like yeah i get it but a lot of these other houses have things yours yours doesn't i'm like i don't know man i mean if you're happy you're happy but I, I'm looking at right now what he could turn it around for and sell it in the market now until it crashes. He'd be really good off to sell it. But uh, we got preaching and breaching in here. What's up, dude? What's up, buddy? What's up, buddy? You actually sound halfway decent tonight. What'd you Whoa. do? I'm on the, the other phone. God. Gave this I'm not using phone. a mic. This is just talking phone? to the phone, so... That's good though. It works good. You sound good. There's no echo. There's no nothing. We can hear you really well. Yeah, I just want to call in, check on that, see if it works for future future shows. So that's so everybody says, "Hey, Spooks, <laughs> hello, Spooks." <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> no, so uh, yeah, dude, that that's good. I'm happy that that is working for you because your other situation that you were using was just a train wreck and now if you ever have something you want to contribute to the show uh you could absolutely do that and since i got you on the line dude what are your thoughts about this uh recession coming and you know the the potential of all of us just scrounging for pennies to be able to afford the inflation that's coming well my thoughts are is i'm already seeing issues like me personally with people not wanting to pay their employees more money um, because they're struggling themselves to pay for the lifestyles they have. Um, So the pay for individuals is still low while the cost of living is still increasing. So it's, there's obviously issues of people being able to obtain money to pay for the goods that they need and we're not even fully there yet as far as the uh depression right and no 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 i i totally understand what you're saying there and and to touch on this employer thing that's something i've um also been noticing is in us even at the restaurant like we're having to really tighten up to deal with the inflation that we're seeing as well um and I know a lot of employers are probably doing the same thing. You know, uh, 
my son hasn't worked in nine days there. I think he may have gotten himself fired, but they're telling him like their story to him is corporate is uh, shortening their budget, giving them a smaller budget for employee hours um, because they're having trouble. Corporate's having trouble justifying certain costs with Burger King. And apparently they're trying to understaff. To, they're keeping the restaurant understaffed uh, in, in order to make up for the rising cost of inflation, things like this. Right. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing I'm, that in other places around where I live too. Which is, I mean, which is horrible. I mean, when you, when you take people away that need to be in jobs, it kind of hurts the goods and services side of things. It apps, it absolutely does. Or you just um, automate it all. Well, that, you know, <laughs> which, I mean, I think is just going to potentially make things worse. I mean, you know, that's that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. But no, this I mean, this is a thing you're going to see employers uh, definitely getting rid of people, tighten their belts down, not giving necessarily good wages in order to keep themselves in the lifestyles they're in or simply just to keep companies afloat. I mean, you know, you, you got to kind of think about this for a second. Let's say you're in charge of a company and you have 500 employees that count on you, you know, to feed their families. They're the primary breadwinners in their home. Like this is their livelihood. You don't let the company go under and and let 500 people starve when you could say, hey, we're going to lay off 50 so we could keep 450 people fed. Right. Well, that doesn't matter because at that point, your duty is to the shareholder, not the employee. Well, yeah. Still, though. So that's where your allegiance lies. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess I guess the point I was making is is people are, you know, employees are going to have they're going to have to sacrifice in certain regards in order to keep these businesses afloat. And those are probably going to end up being, um, you know, the, the lower guys on the totem pole, the, the guys that are the greenest, the guys that are the freshest oh, are going to be more expendable. And, and the problem is, is, is. Whether you're expendable or not, whether you're new or not, you still have expenses. You still have bills to pay. You still have to feed your family, right? Yeah. Yeah, you do. And unfortunately, the problem with that, too, is um, you're out of a job, but then you raise costs to adjust for inflation, and then that cost falls back on the consumer. And if the consumer is not working, what do you do? Right. And I'm just going through and like picking through some chats here to select from. And I got one here. And this is something that I've been saying for a little while, you know, with all this stuff coming up. Cindy says, my mom's rent went up $41 this month. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it is on a fixed income. And and that's what that's one thing I've been saying, too, is, you know, the, the people that have the fixed income, they're they're in a really bad way. Um, it, it's not like they can go to their boss and say, hey, everything's going up. I need a cost of living raise or, hey uh gas is high this month can i work a couple extra hours a week you know to get a little bit of overtime to comp for this it's, it's that's not a thing i know i've had jobs i've always you know when i was working construction in the past and stuff they were always encouraging you to work overtime they always wanted those extra hours put in right so if if it was a situation where like wow gas is eating me alive sticking around an extra hour every day after work would compensate for that right I mean, it's it sucks. You're putting it back into the tank, but it's not coming out of your immediate budget, right? Because you're putting extra in there. But fixed income can't do it. Yeah, you know and what I mean. You're working more um, for the, you know, essentially the same thing. 
Right. And, and, it's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. You know, and if you can't get those extra hours, you know, that's crucial. Right. And, and on the fixed income, there there is no option for people. I know. Right. It's terrible. And, you know, the, just to just to go back to this this war thing and this war effort and what may be coming out of this, you know, uh, <clears throat> what could soon be coming out of this. I just think about all the money that's getting pumped into all these different efforts when this could be benefiting people here. Right. It could be. But historically, as we know, wars tend to stimulate economies when they're down. I, I don't know, man. I, I'm just <laughs> I'm so beside myself with disgust with all these things that we're seeing now. And it doesn't seem like there's a, a good light at the end of the tunnel. I'm not saying we're never going to come out of this stuff, but it's just uh it's very what's what's the word I'm looking for? It's very it takes just, away your uh, it takes away your motivation. It does. I guess. It does. It it it's a it's a blow for sure. I I understand that. It it makes you I I would say it probably gives you a perspective of you know, if it's all going to crumble anyway, why am I going to my job? If it's all going to crumble anyway, why why am I doing anything? You know, it it's like, what, what am I doing all this for? And that's, you know, and that's, that's kind of, whenever we see that big shift in motivation within the American people, that's when I think a lot of this is going to go to shit. When yeah. everybody just says like, fuck it, they can't repo all our houses. You know, there's nobody that, you know, I mean, whenever they it gets can. to the point, well, they, can they? They, they can and they, they'll try. Hey preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. It's we're in it, we're in it, we're in a bad way, man. And uh, for Eric, no, there is no beans and weenies show tonight. I do not know about Friday, but I just saw that chat pop up. Um, no, I mean, just just piece of advice, guys. I'm like I said, I'm going to preach this all year long, guys. Get stocked up on things that you could afford to get now that are cheap, you know, the non perishable goods, things like that. The inflation is about to smack us in the face this year, and it really worries me because, and, and I know it's like, you know, a lot of people have this mentality, like, why go buy extra stuff now? Why, why do it? Because it's simply going to go up in price and you could get it now a little bit cheaper than you're going to be able to get it in six months. Right. And you know, I, you said that six months ago and prices have gone up. I did. <laughs> so you're, you're going to be essentially paying double for the stuff you, you should have already stocked up on. You know, I'm not saying, oh, you missed the boat because you definitely didn't like definitely stock up when you have a little bit extra. Right. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's the thing. If like, if you're like, so there's a very simple rule I have when it comes to buying this stuff. It's the use one, buy two rule. If I know my kids like something, it's okay. We just grab a couple extra of it when we're at the store and we just put it in storage and it's just there because we know the price is going to go up on it. And if it's something that, that lasts a long time that they like, like macaroni, like, you know, the macaroni and cheese mix, like my wife went out tonight and she, uh, or today, she went and got the, uh, I forget that that brand with the bunny on it, the, all the organic stuff. Um, Blue bunny? No, Annie's, I think. 
anyways she had a bunch of that organic macaroni and cheese it was like a dollar yeah thank you thank you guys annie uh so yeah she got a bunch of the you know macaroni and cheese today for a dollar a box and that stuff's never a dollar a box it was on sale so she bought a bunch to put back because you know why not we're not going to see that price again anytime soon you know, and it's it's pretty damn shelf stable, so it's not something we got to worry about. But that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. If you guys see something on the clearance aisle, you know, on the clearance rack at the grocery store that's shelf stable, and you're like, hey, I could put this back for the kids, things like that, just do it. Because whenever you're sitting there with your kids and it's like, well, you know, they're hungry, we got to go to the grocery store, but I can't afford the gas to go today because payday's not till next Friday. Remember, you put that stuff in the pantry and it's just hanging out there. And you've you've got something to cook up. I'm worried a lot of people are going to end up starving this year um, due to this inflation. I'm watching people struggle now, and it's bad. And I I don't I don't see how and and people are getting desperate, man. Like really, really, really desperate to where they're doing some really outlandish shit and doing some really dangerous shit to make some extra money. And I'm not saying that's never been a thing before because it, it clearly has been over the years. Like people are always willing to risk their bodies and, and their general health, you know, f- to make money. But I'm seeing a lot of people working themselves to death um, just to try to keep up with the price of gas or to keep up with inflation. And I mean, I, I swear to God, every time, every day I wake up, somebody's saying something about the cost of eggs. And that's blowing people's minds right now. And it's a big one for us because, you know, the restaurant, we make a lot of money in eggs, right? Eggs and milk. But I, so we got about 13 minutes left here. Well, about 12 and a half minutes left. Dude, Jake, what are your thoughts on this inflation stuff? I just, you know, we're like not thoughts on it. Like we know it's coming, but what do you think people could do to maybe combat this a little bit? Stop trying to hate each other all the time. Um, That's legitimately that's not even a joke that's where a lot of this starts um you know we're 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 so um trained to to hate a differing opinion that we're so willing to outcast each other for the pure and simple ideal of being or feeling like yours is correct um no longer can we disagree and have a respectful disagreement. It has to be something taken to the nth degree of you don't agree with me. Our opinions are different. Therefore I hate you. This is not working for, for any developing or developed society at all. The issue in a lot of ways is us, the, the people who are getting screwed daily by, by the man, by the tax man, by by your by your government by your boss by any anything and and yet we're so willing to not work together and i and i've said this a bunch of times there's going to be a good humbling experience for a lot of people here coming up we still we've still got to get through to 2024 this is not stopping anytime soon and what we're doing is not working we need to do something different and that something different is starting off by talking to each other and not being so quick to hate each other just because we might disagree with something we said and not being willing to cancel each other, not being willing to mass report people into oblivion. That's silly high school stuff. We need to get over that. We need to grow up a little bit and we need to realize that there are more serious things on the table, like your wallet is under attack. And that is important for everyone. We're all out here struggling. We all need to struggle together. And if, 
there happens to be some sort of depression like the Great Depression, there wasn't a lot of fighting going on. There was a lot of people working together, a lot of people sharing things, what they had with their neighbor because they didn't have, because they couldn't afford. And I've, I've, done, I've done a lot of work and talked to older people who live right out of the cusp of that, you know, into the 40s. And a lot of those older people all seem to have the same or similar information of, you know, if there was coffee or when we had it available, you know, I, I like to drink that one even when I was a kid because I had to work longer hours or I had to do a lot of work on a farm and it kept me awake and I had to, I had to struggle, but we always, you know, I had to go help the neighbor do this. I had to go help the neighbor do that, or the neighbor would come over and help me do this. It was a lot of those older elderly crowds always explaining to me that things were rough because people didn't have a lot to go around. So therefore they worked together. And a lot of that stuff didn't happen. It's, it's crazy time we live in now because we live in such convenience. We don't realize it now. But if that struggle bus comes along, the only choice you're going to have, no matter who you feel or how you feel about an individual, is you're going to have to work together. And you might as well do it now instead of later when you're forced to and you don't have a choice because then it's super hard. you got to remove that ego factor. Um, but even though, that, even though that stuff is coming, you know, uh, and it's going to keep coming, the Fed's going to raise interest rates, things are still going to happen, um, times are going to get tough. What is what is throwing in hatred into the mix going to do that's going to be anything helpful? It's it's not going to do anything that's helpful or remotely helpful. So, you know, I, I think about I think back about, you know, my my parents didn't go through the depression, but their parents did. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I, my mom, you know, she would tell me stories all the time about how, you know, certain things were rationed and she would always go back and like reference the toilet paper thing. And I just, that was so outlandish to me as a kid listening to this. And then 2020 hit with the toilet paper thing. And I'm like, okay, why is this, why is this an ongoing thing in disaster? Uh, the toilet paper thing. But, you know, I, I heard her tell a lot of stories. Um, back then there was also a lot of race issues going on. And I don't know how that factored into the depression. I'd like to go back. I might have to do some research into that. Uh, and, and really kind of figure that out. But I, dude, I could agree with you more. It's going to take a lot of working together. It's going to take a lot of people getting over their differences and, and simply, you know, uh, just being humble, like you said, and sharing, you know, the big thing is Americans are trained to be very, very, very greedy. Right. Um, and everything has to be very, very instantaneous. And I can't see anybody, taking the patience to share or ask what somebody else needs or, you know, take that time to realize like, Hey, it's not all about me right now. And I need to, you know, give back or I need to share what I have or, you know, something along those lines. Which is amazing to me. I mean, I know the, I know the vast majority of, of at least the United States, we see it that way, but I, we don't conduct our lives here in my home that way. You know, if somebody reaches out and needs help, it, the, you know, the first question is, mm, I don't, why would I want to help you? It's not that. The first question is, how can I help you? <laughs> not why would I help you? It's, it's how can I? And if that seems to suffice and fit within a paradigm of what we can do, we will try our best to help if we can. Right. Makes, makes, makes total sense to me. So guys, we are, we are a, about to get out of here uh i've got about five more minutes left here 
Jake, dude, unless you got anything else you want to add, man, I'm about done. I'm ready to call it. Um, I mean, I, I think we're all getting a little tired and we're all getting a little fed up. I mean, I don't, I don't think any of our people here are going to disagree when we say we're tired of the, the mass reporting, you know, just childish stuff that happens all the time. We want to just be able to say what we want to say. We're not out here harassing people. When, and it's fine if you disagree. But instead of just doing the backhanded, backhanded, like mass reporting crap, why don't you come and have an intelligent conversation? Otherwise, you see what I'm saying. Right. No, 100%. And I mean, I, I think a lot of the mass reporting is just there. I, I don't even think it's a thing where they don't like the message. I think people are just haters, man. Let them be haters. But if they don't do the work to come have an intelligent conversation, if they, if they can't disagree and, and do it intelligently, then what's the point in disagreeing? There's not much value in that to me. No, there's absolutely not. There is. Uh, real quick, before we're out of here, preaching, are you still with us? Do you got anything you want to contribute? Or are you just going to be a wallflower? Or is he gone? I don't even see him now. There he is. He gone. He might still be here. I don't know. I don't see him on the, on the call-in. I'm seeing him on one side, but not the other. So I don't know what happened to him. All right, guys. Uh, well, that's about it, guys. I want to thank you for coming in, guys. Join us every Monday uh, here, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Jake and I uh, will we'll have a new topic ready for next week, and I'm just tired. I'm ready to go and get out of here. Um, Jake, I love you, man. Thanks for joining me tonight. Um, <laughs> love you too, man. All right. Well, have a guys. Yeah, have a great night, everybody. Catch you on the next one. See you This is an emergency action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities. Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address. Oh!